You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to Rainstock Play. This week it is another IPL pod. We'll be looking at the last week of IPL action, plenty to chat about, and a little bit of news too. Uh, but first, let's say hello to the boys. Will, how are you? What's been going on? Not too bad. Nothing really going on. I've not got any funny cricket anecdotes this week, so Zach's going to have to do the heavy lifting on that. Come on, Zach. What have we got this week? I look forward to this every week. I'm sure listeners at home do. Please tell me you have something. I I remember you weren't playing this weekend, potentially. So I haven't played cricket this week. You're right, Dan. But I had a great interaction with a bus driver on my way to cricket training on Thursday. <laughs> so I, I often get the bus to training. You know, and I, I the, the best part about it is I get off at the at Headingley Stadium and then have to like walk the 10 minutes from there. So I look like I'm obviously, you know, an, maybe an up-and-coming pro. Yeah, elite who's just... <laughs> maybe lost his license you know i've been hanging out with alex hales for too long and i've i can't drive myself to training anymore uh, so yeah i'm always like and the bus driver said to me this time he i thought he was asking so i was listening to a podcast I was probably listening to a you know really insightful probably listen to us maybe yeah mm, a bit weird uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, he said to me are you going to play cricket? And I thought he was just asking me if I've got a ticket. And I was like, yeah, I've got a ticket. I've got a ticket. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 you're going to play cricket. I, and I'd already asked him, is the bus going to the stadium? And so I was like, yeah, yeah, but obviously I'm not that good. Like, I'm not getting off at the stadium to go play cricket there. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, no, my uh, my mate is, uh, he started making his own cricket gear. So let, let me get your number and I'll... Uh, no I know. way. Oh, let me get your number. It's, it's all top of the range. Top, top stuff. Amazing quality. I'm sure. So he has just sent me, I mean, I've got his name down as bus driver selling cricket kit. And he has sent me, <laughs> I know this is an audio medium, but like loads of different pictures of the cricket kit. I mean, like, I just describe that for listeners. That looks like a, a solid pair of gloves to me, yeah, mate. Gloves. You know, what's the brand name? Have they given, have they got, is there a brand name on there? Maybe we can get sponsored by them. His, his, I, I presume it's his name, Rahim Khan. Rahim Khan, Rahim Khan cricket gear looks the dogs. Maybe that could be their little their little catchphrase. My main issue is this: I don't really have any money, and also I don't need any cricket gear at the moment. Is the problem? Apart well, from wait, if we get if we get sponsored by them, you know, 
Well, if, yeah. If he's listening, which I'm sure he is, you know, just give us just give us the gear for free. We'll model it around town. We're across yeah. the UK. We're we're London, Birmingham, Leeds. We, that's that South Midlands in the north. That's what what a great little deal there. So the sh- potentially the we might have a little sponsor from that bus journey you've had. Yeah, that would be great. I, I could do the new helmet, but he doesn't sell helmets, which is a bit of a disaster. <laughs> but, you know. Little things, little things. So no cricket this week for Zach, but uh, a, a wonderful anecdote nonetheless. Uh, you do come out with some crackers. Um, so thank you for that. And um, what was his name again? I've forgotten it already. Uh, well, his name saved on my phone is Bus Driver Selling Cricket Gear. But, I don't uh, reckon that's his name. I don't reckon that's the brand. Give me the brand name again, sorry. Uh, Raheem Khan. Raheem Khan. Raheem Khan Cricket Gear. You know, watch this space, basically. Watch this space. Um, okay, should we do a bit of news before we go into the IPL? We'll come on to you in a sec, Zach, for some county cricket roundup because it was another smashing week. Um, but first, for those who watched or cared, uh, or both or neither, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh were playing each other. Uh, first test match uh, in Sri Lanka. Oh, gosh. 17 wickets fell across five days. Uh, Bangladesh, 541 for seven declared. Played Sri Lanka's 648 for eight declared. And then Bangladesh, 100 for two. And that game came to an end. Um, lots of runs for lots of people. Uh, Bangladesh's opener, Hassan, did get a duck, though. So that's pretty brutal in, in that innings. And I think it was, yeah, Karuna Ratna got 244. Uh, and De Silva joined him with 166. That was the, the backbone of the Sri Lanka innings. There is a second test, if you're interested, that starts on the 29th of April. Let's hope there's more wickets falling in that one. You know, that seems like a batter's paradise. Um, but, Zach, I will come back to you, mate. Let's have a look at the championship. Another cracking... Round that was round three, and I've got my cricketer wall chart up in front of me here. And it is just championship for the next sort of six weeks, isn't it? And I've loved it starting on a Thursday, ending on a Sunday, or Saturday or a Sunday. It's got that every week for eight weeks now. How good is that? That feels good to me. That feels nice and rhythmic. Everyone's focused on it, everyone knows what's happening. And I think it's churning out some really good stories. Yeah, my, my only complaint with the kind of Thursday to Sunday thing, and it's been a complaint I've seen a bit on Twitter, because obviously I don't actually have my own opinions. I get them all from Twitter, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that it misses out on bank holiday Mondays, which I know in, in lockdown isn't as much of an issue, but kind of I feel like going to watch cricket on a bank holiday Monday is quite nice. So we've got one next week and there's one at the end of May. So that would be quite nice to have to have had that. That's when an interesting game point. on, you know, fourth day. Yeah, I think that would have been nice. But yeah, it, it's I think it's really nice because it does mean that either Sunday morning you'll wake up and it, and there's a few there's a, a few games still going on and their their tense finishes. Like I watched the kind of tense Sussex Yorkshire finish. It was, it was a bit tense. It ended up not end, being that close in the end. It was a bit embarrassing for Sussex. Sorry, Dan. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so and and that means you get that in the morning of Sunday or Sunday morning. It's a really nice just chilled way to kind of spend your Sunday morning or early afternoon is just watching a little bit of the championship finish and it, it's, it's been really exciting I think some of the you know some of the games haven't been that competitive Surrey got smashed by Middlesex which is hilarious great to see they, yeah. got, they got battered by Middlesex didn't they they lost by 10 wickets I'm just looking at the scorecard now Surrey 154 and 130 that's useless that shouldn't be them um Somerset won as well, mate, pretty convincingly. So, nice. I know it's only Leicestershire, but, you know, win's a win. And Hasib Hamid, go. What was the stat you gave me before we came on? I've forgotten it already. He has faced the most balls ever, most deliveries ever in a county championship match. 635 deliveries he faced. That's crazy. To score score 111 
and 114 not out. It was really nice there. Second innings, uh, not hit 236 uh, for none. And Slater and me both hit 114, which I, I really like that. That's really nice. It's just it? nice and symmetrical, isn't it? It's just nice to look at. Um, that was about in paradise, again, by the look of it. I think I was at, at Worcestershire or was that at Knott's? It was at Worcestershire, and I think because of the increased amount of points they're doing for draws, there's a lot more batting paradises, which kind of annoys me. Mm. Obviously, as a Somerset fan, we don't do draws because, no. you know, Somerset wickets, they don't do draws. So yeah. I don't, I kind of, it's, I find it a bit boring, you know, watching 500 plays 500. It's much more exciting. And I, I know it's the, same for, it's the same for Test cricket, like that Bangladesh-Sri Lanka game you were just talking yeah. about. It's not the most exciting. It's much more exciting. Like you look at the Warwickshire-Essex game, which Warwickshire won, Ended up looking like it might be a batter's paradise, but you know, S- Warwickshire hit 284, then Essex hit 294, and it was Essex were then 100 and something for nine, and Simon Harmer hit 80 odd not out. You know, is there anything he can't do? Yeah. But then Warwickshire ended up ended up chasing it down pretty comfortably, only losing three wickets on their way to two five six. But you know, it, it that was you know set up for a really good final day, and it was a really good final day just because there wasn't 500 on the board from one team. Yeah, that was it. They're almost matching scores there. And then I think at 256 for three, I think it was Robbie Yates who got 100, the, the young opener, was an unbelievable knock. And that's Essex, Essex's. That's hard to say, isn't it? Essex's. Uh, that's their first loss for like 22 games, I think. So super impressive from Warwickshire, a team I think we all thought were going to underperform, who have put in some really solid performances to start the season. Uh, you mentioned Sussex-Yorkshire briefly. Um, England Watch, I guess, is Don Best, took some wickets, not... Not the nicest wickets, but they were wickets. Uh, Sussex didn't, you know, hold themselves to much uh, glory in that second innings. Uh, and Adam Live is the second highest run scorer behind uh, Beddingham. Is he? Is that a thing, him playing for England again, do you reckon, Zach? Or has that been and gone? Because I feel like he hasn't put an English shot on for, what, must be six, five, six years now. But he just scores runs at such a quick tempo as well at the top of the order for Yorkshire, I feel. Yeah, there was the one the other day we got out on, I think he got out on 99 the week before and it was, you know, he was going at 99, off 99 balls. And it was, even in, in this game, he they were suddenly, you know, when, when Yorkshire were batting first, they were something like 50 off the first six overs or something. Like it was something silly like that. They did end up slowing down, but they were, they were really going along at a good rate from the start, which really puts, you know, Sussex, a big reliance on Ollie Robinson. And if, if Yorkshire late get get into him as they did then that really puts pressure on the attack and you know it's it's what David Warner has done so well for Australia over the years and it's what England wanted Jason Roy to do in the ashes and it didn't work but you know that that's because Jason Roy doesn't have the body of working first class cricket that Adam Lyth does have so you know understandable it will be interesting to see because I know we're only three weeks into it now but there's definitely some names sort of starting to float to the top of the pile uh Ollie Robinson is one of them um I think he's a he might have the most wickets this year so far. And he's also now writing for his local paper, the Worthing Herald. I don't know if you saw that today. He's now a columnist for them. Wrote about Jimmy Anderson playing for England and I think his game against Glamorgan. So if you're in the West or East Sussex area, get your local paper. Ollie Robinson's now a, a, a columnist. So good for him. Um, and yeah, keep your eye out for the next uh, set of fixtures starting Thursday. Um, really enjoyable, really enjoyable start to the season so far. Okay, cool. That should wrap it up. So let's get on to the IPL. And as we're chatting here on, what is it, Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night. RCB are playing Delhi. Delhi are 29 for two now after four overs chasing 171. Uh, 
we saw that brutal last over from Marcus Stoinis, which I'm sure we can come on to because um, that total for RCB is pretty high. But we'll have some sort of live-ish reaction to that game as we go on. Uh, but we've got to start with the, the COVID issue in India, I think, before we get really stuck into the, the games because it's got very serious out there if you've been following the news. And there is a question rolling around about whether the IPL should continue or not. Um, quite a few players, most Australian, have gone home. Um, you know, and, and have kind of been given the blessing of their franchise to go home w- with the situation in India. And I just wonder what you boys think of that situation. Will, I'll come to you first. But, you know, this the situation in India is so serious right now. Is it kind of hard to take the cricket seriously? Like, are, are we that bothered about what's going on? Or is it, as many people have said, sort of a bit of respite for uh, Indian citizens at the minute? Well, that's certainly the line that, the BCCI and the IPL are trying to push. They did um, they did a, a statement they sent to all players yesterday, I think, which claimed you are playing for humanity. <laughs> You're doing... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have, you have an important role in fighting the pandemic by bringing a couple of hours of, uh, of joy to people on an evening. I've seen also the public health argument for that being that it helps stick people indoors while they're watching the IPL, so at least That's they fair. can't go anywhere. That's fair, actually. Which is perhaps fair enough, yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah, as you say, it's, it's a terrible situation at the moment. Most people will have seen, for those that don't know, India's at about 300,000 new cases a day at the moment. Um, it is in pretty much the, the nightmare scenario um, that we were all talking about at the start of the pandemic in terms of health systems collapsing and, and the system really not being able to withstand the pressure, um, which is obviously a, a very, very worrying situation. I have family in India, lots of people listening, I'm sure will as well. Um, so it does really put the, the cricket into perspective for sure. Um, and I think it is it is difficult today and in the last couple of days. I have I felt similar to the football last week. It was hard to watch football after the Super League stuff because it was just mm. like, why, why do I care about what you're yes. doing on the pitch when you've just been through all this? <laughs> uh, and it does feel a little bit hard to, to get invested as much in, in the actual cricketing drama. Um, but I suppose at the moment, the biosecure bubbles have basically worked. Again, we're moving to Delhi and Ahmedabad in the next few uh, days or weeks, I think. So that may all change. At the moment, it seems to relatively be holding up. You mentioned the Australian players that went home. I think in lots of ways, the, the biggest departure we've had so far is Ravi Ashwin, who's taken some time out because he <laughs> basically didn't think it was appropriate to be playing and wanted to mm. have the the time to spend with his family and, and people that he knows. And I think that will be the, the real test is whether the Indian players can continue to be part of a system, which means that they have to be a bubble and can't go see friends and families who might be um, sick or, or, or in dangerous situations elsewhere. I think it'll, what the Indian players decide to do will, will be key in the end. Yeah. I, I think the, the thing with the Australian players, is it, you know, obviously it's worth noting that they, the three of them weren't, weren't playing that much so it kind of makes mm. sense for them to you know they're not it's almost like they're not they're not risking it's not that they're not risking too much but it's like they're you know they're not playing too much and they're worried about not being able to go home which is completely fair enough and there is a worry that they're not that Australia because Australia are closing their borders to India so it's worried that they won't be able to go home after the IPL and they'll be stuck in India I, I completely agree with all of what Will said and it, it is a bit of a it's a, it's a really difficult one because it's so there's something just kind of horrible about seeing all of this money going into the cricket when there's so much, you know, struggle going on and the healthcare system's collapsing. It's it's such a weird thing. But also, like you say, if the cricket is making people comply with the rules more and it's keeping people in in the evenings because there's, there's something on, and obviously, you know, the IPL is 
massively popular around the world, particularly in India, then that is a good thing. But there's something like you say, it, it doesn't quite sit right. I'd love to know how much, I'm sure there's a website somewhere, how much money is being floated around the IPL. And I, I like to josh around about the the kind of brutal advertising that's that's kind of run throughout a, a four-hour game day. But that suggests there's a lot of money knocking about, basically. And it seems like that is the kind of, the reason this is this is still going on. You make a good point, Will, about the bubble because the PSL fell down and collapsed earlier this year because players started to get it and that kind of made it... Um, impossible to carry on playing so i think as long as the bubble's still around and doing its job as you said hopefully we can still see it see it carrying on so let's get chatting to the cricket then that is what we are here to do and for all our friends listening in india we hope we bring about an hour of joy to your life you know on top of the ipl and that you're staying safe over there too um headline story is that i got something right and i'm going to be a little bit smug for the next few minutes boys because i I said CSK would still be there or thereabouts as we came back. And uh, indeed they are. They're top of the table as we speak. That might change as this game uh, goes on. But the sort of, well, the, the pretty huge win against RCB, um, beating them by 69 runs. They beat KKR as well um, in a high scoring game. They just, they, are you, are either of you convinced yet, basically? Because I was convinced from like, probably the second game will shaking his head i was convinced in the second game this is it this is csk's year what a bounce back after those two wins will are you still not there yet you're still not with me hang on we need to get this on the record dan are you saying csk will win um yeah go on then i've come this far <laughs> and they've kind of they've, they've, they've backed me all the way so yeah i think they're gonna wow. win okay can i say they'll be in the final a lot yes. of cricket to be played a lot of cricket to be okay. played. they'll be in the final they'll be in the final wow yeah that's a huge claim, and I'm, I'm not sold. I don't... I, even when you watch them, I'm still not convinced that this is a fundamentally a good cricket team. Dhoni's <laughs> given up, basically. Dhoni's offering yeah. nothing. No. He's barely play. He plays, bats himself at about seven now and sort of dawdles if he has to. <laughs> um, they've dropped Moeen, as you said, which is we're fuming about. What's all um, Yeah, that's my one sort of qualm. But, of course, they do have our other great hero in the before Rishabh Pant era. He was he mm. was the great favourite, which is Ravi Jadeja, who did miss a lot of games last year. Maybe if he'd played more, they probably would have got top four. Um, I'm still not 100% convinced. Maybe I will be in a, in a week's time if we come back, but I'm just, I don't think there's quite enough there. Zach, can I persuade you into this corner? And, and then... I've I've now put my neck out, or Will's maybe put my neck out, and say they'll be either winners or in the final. Can I at least bring one of you on on to top four territory side, or wh- where are you, Zach? Basically, on I, I I think you can bring me on to top four. I'm not sure about the final because I think it. the same kind of the same issue that I I raised last week around their death bowling and Takor just you know going for a few. He had a good game against uh, RCV, I think it was, yeah. but before that went for went for 48 from 3.1 overs against KKR, which is, you know, not great. I know KKR made a big comeback in that game and almost made the silly total that they were set. But yeah, that's going to be a worry. And they don't seem to have backup on that front. Sam Curran obviously isn't a death bowler. Dwayne Bravo's doing okay, but not really doing it. Yeah, Dan, you're shaking your head at me. I think that's going to be where they're going to go down because, you know, like you said, they've got Jadeja back and Jadeja is in the form of his life, it seems, with everything bat mm. ball 
you know, his fielding's always amazing, but his his direct hit the other day after he'd hit, you know, 37 off one over and it was amazing. So him being in form, Rayner being back as well is huge because he missed last year as well. So those things, I, I don't, like Will said, I'm not fully set on them yet, but I think those two things and a combination of other players finding form better, because obviously Guy Quad only came in at the end of last season and has been brilliant again. Him and Faf have, you know, found a brilliant partnership, 115 and 74 in their last two games as an opening partnership. Like, that's really good and that's that's going to help any team, really. So, yeah, I'm not set they'll get to the final because of, you know, death bowling issues, but I think they'll probably make top four. I like that. Okay, good. I've got one of you on side for a top four finish. Um, yeah, you alluded to Moeen getting dropped, and then, but this is why I think they're going to go well this season. They drop an informed Moeen Ali for the oldest man on the planet, Imran Tahir, and he came in and got three for I think maybe four. So the fact that that kind of thing is happening for CSK this year, when last year you know you would have gone none for fifty, shows that there's just something in the water there that means this is going right this season. That's sort of my only input on this. Is there's something in the water in there. Uh, that's going nicely. Yeah, Duplessis looks great. Um, Corin's doing as we expected he would. And then if Tackle can find some form, it's all coming together for CSK. Um, and who was who was the bowler who took that thirty-seven? Does it, can anyone remember which RCB bowler it was? Because that was that was brutal. And I also saw, you know, they do the little vote things like sort of midway through the game. And they asked, what's what's most influential about Jadeja? Is it his bowling, batting or fielding? 71% said fielding. And I thought, that's a he's a good fielder, don't get me wrong. But that's that's a little bit keen, I think. You know, I'd rather see him knock 37 off and over and Muller RCB into the ground. Um, but should we chat about RCB? Because they were sort of the, the ones we were all a bit worried about, as it were, running away with it. Um, and they've been pegged back a little bit. They sit third as we stand. Uh, they lost that game against CSK, which sort of pegged them back from going 5-0 and to start. I mean, they still look very good. They're playing Delhi as we speak, um, and they put up a very competitive total. Daniel Sam's played today. I don't know if anyone saw that. I'm not, I'm not seeing him bowling right now, but he's coming for Christian. And my main concern with RCB is Washington Sundar's batting is disgracefully bad. And I was, you know, you know how much I was for him last time around? I watched him plink six off nine today and I thought Sam should be ahead of him. Jameson should be ahead of him batting wise. His bowling's fine. Um, but yeah, they still look very good. And it's, it's a little bit the A.B. de Villiers show, isn't it? So as long as he's informed, these guys are going to be OK, right? Well, I mean, yeah, A.B. de Villiers is quite a good cricketer. I think we've said it a few times on this podcast <laughs> and I'm sure other people have. It's not the not the hottest take of the day. I'm sure that A.B. <laughs> de Villiers is still still pretty good. Yeah, I think Paddy Carr getting that century as well was, you know, it was an unbelievable innings. The fact they beat, sorry, Rajasthan, sorry, Will, uh, <laughs> by 10 wickets was, you know, it was an unbelievable performance. And that's so important because I feel like Paddy Carr maybe been a little bit struggling a little bit. And they've kind of got, you know, they lost both Paddy Carr and Coley early today. And then Maxwell didn't quite get going. But then, you know, they had De Villiers and I feel like that's, Maybe what they didn't have last year was the fact that it was kind of Paddy Carr was decent, but, you know, very young. And it was either Cole, if Coley or de Villiers don't do anything, no one else is going to do anything. So the fact they've added Maxwell and, you know, if they had added Maxwell the way he was playing last year, not really much help. But the fact he's found some form is going to be really helpful for them. And, you know, Sams and Jameson both kind of offer the same thing with lower order hitting. They kind of they hit they can hit really long down the ground, but. 
they don't do it as much as you think they can from watching them on highlights a couple times, you know? <laughs> Daniel Sam's had a 41 off 16 balls, I think, playing for Australia against New Zealand. So that's that's why I'm saying get him ahead of Sundar. We now know Sundar's a test batsman, by the way, like a test number seven, right? He's rubbish at hitting the ball. Oh, no. He's a test number five, Dan. He's yes. Oh, oh, didn't someone... it. Lords will be at five, right, yeah. Didn't someone call for him to open during the test series? Was that Zach? Probably Zach, or at least Probably. he put him in. The, he at least put him in the top four for that World Test Championship final. He just said, "Yeah, get rid of Coley." You forgot? No, was it Glenn who forgot Coley? I think Glenn forgot Coley and just popped Sundar up in the top of the order. <laughs> I'm blaming him because he's not here to defend himself. So that only, that only seems fair, doesn't it? So yeah, crap T20 batsman, great T20 bowler, great Test batsman. That, that's about that. Um, before we come on, I'd like to chat in, in more depth about all those teams that are stuck on four points, and I suspect we'll be toing and froing for the next couple of weeks. So let's get Delhi out of the way. Um, yeah, they're good. Not much has happened since we last spoke, really. Um, I'm going to see what, they, what they're playing now. Uh, they obviously won that Super over against Sunrisers. They were commanding that game, and it, they should have let it get to that Super over. Um, and they also only got they got 159 for four. That's a weird to see that for four is a little bit weird. Do you know what I mean? And we spoke before we came on Zach about Steve Smith, and he's been playing. He's played most of the games maybe bar one, and he's had a couple of really similar, quite boring Steve Smithy knocks, hasn't he? I'm surprised they're not opening up another bowling option for him or something. Um, you know, current or woke. So is that me being really English centric and wanting him in? Otherwise, they look good and they won that super over. And they beat uh, they beat Mumbai as well pretty comfortably, but there's still some things to be looked at in that batting order, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think the batting is kind of more of an issue than the bowling. They've got you know Nokia's not not getting a chance. Rabada is going for a few every time I've watched him, and doesn't seem to be taking as many wickets, which is a worry because of how good he's been. I think Avesh Khan is the kind of I, I, I was having a look at his stats today and I was like, oh yeah, he's the breakout star, but he's been in their squad since 2017. He's just played, he played one game last year, which I didn't remember, and he got north for 42 and then played one game in 2019 and got north for 30. So, mm. you know, he he must have developed. He was one of the net bowlers for the where, for an England tour this, earlier this year for the India test side. So that maybe helped him. I don't know. And he's, you know, giving himself a chance and he's he's bowling really nicely and taking lots of wickets got you know got Coley today wasn't a very good shot from Coley trying to you know feather it down to third man and played on but still he got Virat Coley out and he's bowled pretty well so yeah I think he's quite a because that is well, as we've said it's been well documented that was what they were missing last year they were really reliant on their overseas quicks and he's keeping Umesh Yadav out of the team which is why I keep telling every other team that they should have gone and get Umesh Yadav <laughs> It is criminal seeing him on the bench, isn't it? When I can, you could probably name four franchises that would benefit from him. It's so criminal. I'd, I'd go to India myself to drive him to Rajasthan <laughs> if that's necessary. <laughs> um, but I, I completely agree with, with everything Zach said. Um, and as, as we said, Delhi are, are playing at the moment and increasingly struggling. They've just lost another wicket. Oh no, um, who went? Sure. Pretty sure just got 21 off 18 and then gone. Pants going at 12 or 14. Yeah, that's horrible. So, Smith got four or five. That's a classic Smith knock. So who comes in so, now? This is where we see this is where we see Daly's depth, if there is any or not. Because Stoyner? you got the Stoyness Hetmeyer. Then you're into Axar Patel. And he I don't know if he's a he's again more of a plonker. Not a plonker, plinker. 
<laughs> he might be a plonker. I never met him. He was a plonker in that test series. I'll tell you that much. So that that will be interesting to see. Um, Ishant Sharma got a game today. I think. Don't know if he's any good or not. Um, but yeah, Zach, you bring up uh, Avesh Khan. He, I watched a couple of his overs today. I feel like he's the Natarajan of this year. His Yorkers are unbelievable. Against the Villiers, he was he was landing them pretty perfectly each time. Um, Twelve wickets. He's only behind Harshal Patel um, in the purple cap. No, orange cap. The purple cap. Purple cap. purple cap. Purple cap. No, three Which wickets on the purple cap. Interesting enough, is a trivial pursuit question. What what colour is the cap awarded to the highest run score in the thing? I was playing trivial pursuit the other day and got asked that question, and I was really happy. Did you get it, you get it right? You didn't say orange back accident because I would have said of orange. Course, no, I got it right. Speaking of Harshal Patel, he is the answer to Dan's question earlier. If any listeners were shouting at their computer, uh, Jaday just scored thirty-seven off his bowling. Oh, was it? Well, that's interesting because he's got the most wickets. What's he going at? Eight, eight point three is his economy. That probably went up a little bit after that, uh, that monstrous um, over. Yeah, De- Delhi. I mean, we all still like Delhi. I think I was, I was, I was confidently about to say, yeah. well, they're doing well. They're second in the table. In about an hour's time, they will be third in the table. So I can't <laughs> say that anymore. Um, they made some really weird decisions today. We, we were saying in in the group chat, they brought on. Stoinis hadn't bowled a ball all day and they brought him on to bowl the, the 20th over to A.B. De Villiers who duly smashed it for about 25. De Villiers um, was in as well. He was like, he was pro- approaching 50 and they, they'd bought Rabada in to bowl like a, the 12th over, which I liked, but then didn't save him one at the end, did they? Well, the final, final over. There must have been someone else who could have had a bowl. Yeah, it was it was a weird decision, and then the the cameraman kept uh, kept flashing to Ponting, talking to Rishabh at the end, and it was a bit <laughs> like, okay, maybe this has happened. What happens if we let the twenty three year old be the captain? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> bad decisions are made. Uh, it's Stoinis in batting now, by the way, as well. Oh, he's come up quite high. That that's okay. Who's he with? Pant Pant thirteen Pant. off sixteen. You don't yeah, even I, see him do that in test matches. I was gonna say, I was gonna say this though. I, are you, Will, I know how much you love Rashad Pant. Are you a little bit worried about him? I mean, he's. I was looking at the scorecards because I've kind of. I feel like because Delhi've been doing quite well. I've kind of been like, well, obviously Rashad Pant's doing well. He's the captain, and they're doing well. And then I was looking at the scorecards. I was like, oh wait a second, actually, he's not really done much. Like he's, and it's it's his strike rate that's the issue for me. He's he's got a couple of you know twenty or thirties, but. He's not going at the Rishab Pant strike rate. You know, he's going at about the strike rate he goes on a test match. You're right, and it's a shame. <laughs> and it's, it saddens me greatly that you're right. But yes, it is what seems to be happening. Um, I wonder if he's another victim of slight role confusion because he seems to be coming in earlier this season with a bit more responsibility as being captain to try and guide an innings and, and steer the team from... I mean, he came in about the, what, fifth over today? Mm. which isn't really what he's been known for throughout his career. And maybe that's getting to him. I don't know. Um, obviously, hope he can get that form back. I'm going to go one step further than Dang's English-centricness. They should drop Steve Smith and put Billings in. <laughs> that is a step further. And I'm all, I'm all for it. Smith has to go, Like, right? He's got to go. But first of all, Smith has got to go because, no, he's not a T20 batsman and he's a weird bloke. Secondly, <laughs> I don't know... I've, I just need to see it for the experiment as much as anything else. But I've always, as soon as we did the auction pod and I saw Billings to Delhi, there's a part of my brain that's just like, I can, I can see this working. I can't, there's no logic to it. I can't explain it. I just feel like it's going to work. Just a vibe. You just got a good vibe from it. Okay. Yeah, I like that. 
it was it was yeah it was definitely up there with one of my favorite buys of the auction. I was like, mm, nice player, nice team. Like I like both. I like the combination there. I think the thing for me is maybe they should be more flexible with their batting order because Stoinis opens the batting in the BBL and. You know, last at the end of last summer when they had that Australia England T20 series, he struggled towards the end of an innings when he hadn't had a chance to get in, and he's much better having more of a, more of a chance. So if he could go up the order and Pant drop down, because obviously we know Pant doesn't really need much to, you know, gives Pant a little bit of kind of you know like you said, well less responsibility. He might need less responsibility of guiding the innings and more of just exploding at the end. Then I think they should just be a little bit more flexible. I think. It might be something they did last year a bit more, but Pant seems to just be set coming in at four, no matter when that is now. Pant definitely wasn't four. He wasn't at four last year, was he? He must have been down at, at five or six. He's kind of like they've double, given him double responsibility. They've gone, you'll be captain and you bat four, and we expect you to be amazing. I mean, after the year he's had, that seems like quite a lot. But if you're going to drop Smith, surely now's the time, right? You've only played six, five and a half games, like plenty of season left to work out what's working. If it doesn't work, bring him back, etc. But yeah, I think that'd be a very good move. A very good move. So that's, well, how they're getting on now, just a quick, as we, obviously when you listen to this, you'll know what's happened. So this is pretty academic as talking about it. 52 for three off 8.3. Yeah, they're just they're just bonking it about at the minute. Washington Sundar went for three off his single over so far. Economy, economy. <laughs> right, okay, we need done. Okay, yeah, they're the teams, <laughs> they're the teams that have sort of like got away a little bit. So let's chat about all the other teams who are scrambling desperately for sort of fourth position. Uh, well, should we start with KKR, your team, Zach? Because they got their first win, or not their first, a win, a second win, a very important win under their belt against Punjab Kings, Was it, I want to say yesterday. Uh, and importantly, Morgan got some runs because we were chatting about him last week saying he's sort of like <laughs> a specialist captain and sat there at number like, five or six. But a really important, I, I want to say he got his 50, and if he didn't, it was very close to 50. Um, seeing them home in, in a low-scoring game. So are you happy with where they're at, or is it is it still a little bit scrappy? Because for me, all of these teams on four points, I just I can't put my finger on them yet. Non, they're not terrible, and they're not amazing, any of them. I think if we were to sum up KKR for the last three years in the IPL, you've, you've done it perfectly there, Dan. <laughs> they're not terrible. They're not amazing. Sometimes they're not that great to watch. There was, you know... I feel like that game, yes, that game, uh, whenever it was, yeah, yesterday, it was, yesterday, was, yeah, it was, was. good because you know yeah. they had Mavi bold, just kind of four straight from the straight off the bat opening up, which I feel like is what we used to do at like under thirteens cricket when we couldn't work out how to do tactics. We're just like, right, you bowl four at the start, and then we'll see what happens afterwards. But yeah, it worked, and he went four, well, one for thirteen off his four. Pat Cummins, they've kind of stopped relying on spin as much as they were doing when they were in Chennai, which kind of makes sense. Narine has done nothing. I mean, he bowled quite well yesterday, but he, he bowled really well. I was just going to come on and chat about him, Zach. I thought he's been amazing. He bowled yeah, I mean, okay, amazing, strong, rejuvenated from last year. Yeah, he did get a four-ball duck, though. You know, his batting is what I've always hated, and it's kind of well, not always hated, but for the, since he got found out, because it kind of works as a pinch hitter for a couple of years, and then he got found out, and he's just never been. He's never managed to like find another way. So that's kind of always got to me. Morgan got 47 off of 40, which, you know, it's not the best striker, but it didn't need to be. He 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 played the finisher role. He guided us home and beat, you know, a, a, a sorry Punjab Kings side 
Yeah, so maybe things are looking up. I think the spinners bowled well, and I feel feel a bit sorry for Harbhajan because he's not he's not getting a game anymore. Poor Harbhajan, and they're still not managing to squeeze in Lockie Ferguson, who is better than Pat Cummins at T20 cricket. There, I said it, but because Pat Cummins cost them so much, they can't drop him. That's some anger there. <laughs> That was all all let out there. Can they can they fit them both in, Zach? Who who do they drop to get Lockie Ferguson and Pat Cummins in? Narayan. Yep. So when they when they were in Chennai, they weren't Narayan wasn't playing and um sorry, yeah, Narayan wasn't playing, but Shakib Al Hassan was playing and taking up an overseas slot. And Shakib Al Hassan wasn't really doing anything with the the battle ball and Narayan has come in and is doing a bit more with the ball, but you know, he's this kind of second mystery spinner as well as Varun Chakravarti, who's, you know, been been decent again, like he was brilliant last season. And I, I feel I felt a bit bad for Chakravarti over the, the winter because he got called up to the India side, then got injured, and then has had another injury. So he's not had not been able to play much cricket between being really good for KKR and the IPL last year and having to play in the IPL again. So it's good to see him doing really like doing really well again. But yeah, I think if they could get rid of Narine on a pitch, maybe now I don't know. We thought day and night, pink ball in Ahmedabad. It's going to be doing a bit with the with the seam, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe maybe we're in Ahmedabad, they will uh, they will bring in Lockie Ferguson hopefully, and he'll get a game and he'll be really good again because he was really good when he came in last year. We never talk about that that test series or even like allude to what might have happened over there. I saw Axel Patel get an LBW the other day and had to kind of lie down in, in a dark room for half an hour. That's that's where I was at with that. Just a little straight ball. Um, how's DK doing? Uh, my guy DK, who I forgot, still plays uh, professional cricket. 12 off six in that game against Punjab Kings. Little finisher role for DK. Um, he's, yeah, he's doing right, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's not done. He's not done much. He's you know, no one's really been able to do much. But he did. He had he had a really good innings in the game that KKR won right towards the beginning of the. I think yes. hit loads of runs in the first, you know, to finish off the first innings to give us a good total. And yeah, he's not he's not been great, but yeah, Cummins with the bat was brilliant the other day, and Russell finally hit some runs. And it was a losing cause against Chennai, and were two hundred and twenty was set. But yeah, he hit, you know, Cummins hit a half century off about twenty balls, and then uh, Russell was going really nicely as well. And I said, now chat if if Russell's there in the fifteenth over, then. KKR might do this, and he only lasted till the twelfth, and then Sam Curran bowled him around his legs, which was really weird. But that was funny. That was really, really weird as well. well. Yeah, it really annoyed me because I was like, "Oh, you're going." You, he, he finally was going because he hadn't really. He had some injuries last year and didn't really perform. And in 2019, it was he was the only reason KKR anywhere near the playoffs. So it was nice to see Russell back, and hopefully, I mean, he didn't do very well in the last game. Ten from nine balls is not very Russell, but. You don't need Russell in when you're chasing 123. So, you know, that's not kind of, that's not the Russell innings. You need Russell when you're either setting up or chasing 190. Uh, let's come on to a, a rain stop play derby then that happened since we were last on, which was KKR versus Rajasthan. Um, Rajasthan winning that game. You, you didn't fancy mention that, did you, Zach, in your little KKR roundup? So I thought I'd mention it now, you know, for the balance, you know. Get that in there as well while we're here. Uh, Will, you're, you've played five, so a little bit, you know, you'll, you'll be even when you play tomorrow. So a couple of games less than everyone. One, two, lost three, versus all those other teams in the middle who have won two, lost four. 
So this isn't going as bad for Rajasthan, is it? We were at, we were at disaster stations uh, last week, but cheeky little win against KKR. Uh, who are you playing tomorrow? Who are not playing tomorrow? You got Mumbai next on Thursday. You got a chance to get yourself to three and three. That'll be plenty, right? What are your thoughts? And there's no flag this week for listeners. There's, there's no droopy flag. I can see it sort of. I think as it's stuffed behind the sofa there. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sort so of how you feel about them right now? <laughs> It's so drooped. It's come off the wall and stuffed its way halfway down the back of the sofa. No, I'm very grateful to KKR this week because, as I think we said on the last podcast, apparently the record worst ever IPL performance by a team is two wins in the season. So we've got that, and now that's done. That's that's the benchmark. We're not the worst <laughs> team ever, which is good. We are, however, undeniably the worst team in this year's IPL, and that will be borne out over the course of the season. I'm yeah. convinced of it. And the KKR game really summed it up. Zach and I were messaged at the end of it, and we were like, this just shows how bad both of our teams are. Because it was horrible to watch, which is horrible to be part of. No one was any good. You can tell because it's like a... Well, let's get the score up. It was 130-odd for... Six, 133 for nine played 134 for four and they had seven balls left i didn't watch this game to be honest and i'm glad i didn't by the sound of it yeah well it was just sort of i mean okay it was a fairly slow pitch but it wasn't a 130 pitch kkr sort of crumbled towards the end and didn't really get a score and for some reason the rajasthan batsmen came out and they were like well, shall we try and chase this? Shall we get our net run rate up? Shall we try and send a message? No, we'll just we'll just dawdle for a really long time and then lose some wickets along the way pointlessly, <laughs> playing stupid shots. So, yeah, look, Rajasthan are not good. And the way you can tell we're not good is look at Joss Butler's face every single game and just <laughs> yes, sort of yes. track his mood versus his team. <laughs> this is my next question. Cause is cause he's is got Joss the... Butler okay? He looks so sad and pale. <laughs> he looks so pale. <laughs> Well, you've got to think, Joss Butler signed up to this. He was like, great, another six weeks of IPL with my mates Ben and Jofra. And yeah. both of them have left him, and he's left with... Yeah. Uh, well, I've heard he doesn't get along with David Miller and Chris Morris, and they, uh, they're not very nice to him. So that's uh, that's what's been going on, apparently. Oh, that's Poor a shame. Joss. Someone saved Joss. That is so true, though. Like, your two best pals that you just spent, I don't know, 12 weeks touring Asia with get to go home and chill. Well, I know they're both injured, but, like, quite badly, but... Well, uh, Arch is back soon, so that, that'll be fun for the Sussex second team. So, yeah, right. it's just a pretty sad state, isn't it? I think this is new since the last pod. They've now almost confirmed that Joff's not coming back. Oh, for the yeah, it's news that it's, it's 100% no-go, and he's going to play for Sussex yeah. seconds instead again. So, <laughs> so whereas this time, uh, last pod, I said, well, if we can just be not bad enough that by the time Joff comes back, we can still make the playoffs. Yes, that's no longer true. Uh, he's taken one look at this uh, absolute dumpster fire and decided quite wisely to dodge it. Well, you say you say this is a, this is a bad team. I think we're all in agreement there. I can see you like, like I said, you're two, you've won two, lost three. I can see you eking out like a little fourth place. I can see this being a really terrible team. No. <laughs> Uh, when we're on YouTube, well, we get to see these guys' faces when I get to talk. That'll be an absolute treat. Dan, Dan, it, in order to justify you asking that question, I'd like you to tell the listeners which of Chennai, RCB, Mumbai, and Delhi you think we're better than. Oh, God. Okay, I think you're better than Mumbai, and we'll get to see that in the game on Thursday. Yeah, Mumbai are rubbish this year. There's some in. And again, like a lot of my cricket analysis comes from vibes. And this whole podcast has been vibes, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> Sam Billings will do well, vibes. CSK will do well, vibes. Uh, 
won by a bad this year vibes. So maybe you'll be better than them. I just think you're going to eke out these horrible little wins against the equally bad teams around you. You know, Punjab Kings, Sunrisers, uh, KKR. When, when you all play each other, you'll all win one, lose one. It's going to be really close. And someone on Netrunway won't win it, might, might, might get into fourth. I don't know. That probably might, might be the worst take yet. No, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But really what that tells us is the team that's got away without getting any criticism on this podcast is, is the Punjab Kings, who have yeah. been terrible. Let's come on to them now. That's perfect little segue, that will. Thank you very much. Because, God, they're bad to watch. They're so bad to watch. We all we all support really rubbish teams, don't we? No, no. They, they, they just don't offer me any joy. I don't think that the, you guys get any joy from either of your teams either. Um even the win against Mumbai, which if, if you told me we, we'd beat Mumbai on paper, sounds great. That was a really depressing crawl to the line, wasn't it? With Gale, what did Gale finish on in that? Okay, 43 off 35, but Rahul against 60 off 52. They were going at less than runnable for most of that chase. And then there was the, uh, the KKR game. And it's like there's these tiny scores followed by these massive scores. There's just no consistency don't like the batting lineup. They've already thrown the towel in on their two Australian bowlers, leaving sort of uh, Henriques to bowl a little bit. And, you know, Shami's doing okay. And they finally picked Bishnoi. It just seems totally chaotic. And I'm as miserable as you guys are about them. So I don't know what you think of them. I mean, it's interesting that they've finally given Chris Jordan a go as well. He finally had a go against uh, KKR and he got the... I was watching the presentation for that and I'd kind of completely forgotten he was even playing because <laughs> the game had been so, you know, thing. And he won the... I don't know which one. You win. Player he, of no, the match. He, he, no. no, not player of the match. It was asset, maybe asset the, of the match. An academy, let's crack it, I think. Sixes <laughs> of the match because he hit three sixes. <laughs> oh, okay. No okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he won that. It was a useful little knock, but I think he bowled pretty averagely, actually, in the end. Uh, and who did he, he came in for Fabian Allen. And who knew Fabian Allen was in the IPL? No, not even Fabian Allen, I don't think, for a start. Where the hell is he playing? And it took them ages to pick Bishnoi, who was so good last year and is doing you know, a good job again. And then, you know, Carol Hall gets the runs, but at what cost? You know, at, at what cost? Uh, Mike looks okay. And, you know, this is a team that can get 220 or whatever it got on its day. But then it is also a team that in its last two innings hasn't got over 125. So I just don't see any. There's no ability to actually finish fourth there is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I would just like to see one IPL season, which doesn't start with the opinion pieces about how Nicholas Puran is the future of T20 cricket and end with Nicholas Puran being terrible. <laughs> yes, he's been terrible, hasn't he? He sucks. And he like he got out yes uh, yeah yesterday he's absolutely hacking across the line, and he was like seventeen off nineteen. I'm like mate, just just tick along for a bit. You're not we're not going to be able to see what you want to see today, so it's just not working for them at all. And I I don't see a quick solution really other than David Milan. He's got to come in at some point, right? Because batting is a clear issue here. But you don't drop Gale because he has been you know not terrible. So you down down at four, maybe that kind of, that won't work, will it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. How have you watched this team that hits 130, and you think the answer is another player who takes who will be 25 or 20 balls is the answer? Like I don't know. Oh. That is I, that is up there with the worst takes we've had on this podcast, and we've it had is. some terrible ones. I had I had such a good pod last week that I've come back this week with Milan at four. You know, I said CSK they're going to be there, and everyone's like, nah. 
and they were and now i'm going to just ruin any reputation i might have with the listeners of having any knowledge of the game <laughs> oh god okay i need to move on again another dumbs to fire i do like as will said i like, I like that turn of phrase quite a lot um right we've got sunrises and mumbai left i don't know if anyone wants to take either of them i, I just one thing about mumbai because they have been they've been pretty bad but i think they and one thing that might go in their favor is the fact that obviously they've played at chennai all of their games and if you look at their team from last year and how good it was it was quite good but their spinners weren't that good you know chahar is is okay but he's young and we don't expect too much from him and then krunal pandia you know is all right but he's kind of in there as a he'll get you a couple overs in the middle and he'll also hit the ball quite far he's not kind of a frontline spinner so i think in that way it's not that surprising they've struggled struggled at Chennai. It'll be interesting to see whether they can come back and be better, you know, when they move away from Chennai, which they they will have done now. And for the game against uh, Rajasthan on Thursday, they must be playing at either Ahmedabad or Delhi. I'm confirmed. Delhi. Yeah. Delhi. Lovely. So I don't know what I don't know what that looks like from a pitch perspective, but it can't be much worse than how they've been doing. They they've just looked really. Again, I use the Punjab Kid game. King's game as an example, and 131 for six with that batting lineup against that bowling attack. It's just a bit like what I feel like none of them are in Nick. Like, we all know these are good players, but you know, it's all well and good having that top six. But if none of them are in any good form, then you're going to struggle all season. I think that's where it is at the minute. So they've got you know, they're fine, they're not in panic stations yet. But I think we just expect a lot of Mumbai and they've, they've not delivered yet. I think that's right. And we said at the start of the season that. The only relevant question for them as to whether they were going to finish first, second, third, fourth in the regular season was how much they could be bothered after winning so many titles to to wake <laughs> up and go for a random game against Chennai. Uh, although Chennai are now good, so perhaps that's a bad example. Um, th- their goal for the season is to get top four, and then once they're in the top four, it's, it's how can you win it from there, really? Um, they may need to sort of wake up if this lack of focus yeah. is gets them in, in serious trouble of not coming top four but realistically looking at the other teams that we've talked about I don't think there's a huge amount of danger of that if they just you know put on 60% of their normal form but you're right they have just looked weirdly out of nick and pretty uninspired um, and I, I wonder if they've got any children they can throw in off the bench just to mix things up and give them a bit of a spark because they are just sort of a bit flat at the moment yeah, I like that. That's the perfect way to analyze them. I think they're just like, yeah, we've won it. We're class. You know, we've got both pandias. Like, we don't need to do anything. And then they've not done things for the past two games. So yeah, just a good old kick up the ass for Mumbai, and they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. Uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad then, who have somehow won two games, right? Yeah, no, won one game. Ooh, won one, lost four, but they've only played five, so they got that game in hand, I guess, against a couple of others. Lost that super over, but they were never in that game. They didn't deserve to win that. Their super over was depressing. Um, what game did they win? And they beat they beat Punjab Kings. So that, good for you. Um, they beat it by nine wickets with eight balls. That was another one of those games that was like a really boring, cruel. Like you knew they were going to get it, but they didn't want to chuck away any wickets. Um, well, they what they 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 won a game since we were last on. I think they were nine and three. So good for them. Bairstow's doing really well from England Watch. Um, and again, it's just a top-heavy side, isn't it? A really top-heavy side that isn't, is never going to break into that 
that top four, if they keep going with what they're going, it's weird because they were they were everyone. I think all three of us had a cheeky little outside pick, right? We're like, yeah, this team was class, and they're just they're just not. And Rashi Khan isn't being as effective as he could be, or is it just teams have really figured out how to play those four overs for you know sixteen runs or something like that? I think that the big issue is is uh, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar not being as good as he was in the series against. Uh, against England and he didn't even play in the last game I don't I think it must be down to an injury of some sort but I'm not hope so. sure on that let me have a look because um, they did pick him surely right surely and that was kind of the thing last year was they were missing someone to help them bowl some overs well other than Rashid and mm. he's kind of you know it's it's kind of a continuation of their struggles last year but they almost came out of nowhere and won it like as Will predicted throughout that they would do uh, but yeah they just you know, I mean, and the fact they sent Kane Williamson out for a super over just epitomizes yeah. everything yeah. wrong with that side. <laughs> uh, I saw a great tweet. It was like, how did Kedai Jadav end up playing for India in the World Cup in 2019? How did he end up batting at four for that team? With India, like, you look at the amount of batsmen India have. Why? Why was he in the squad, first of all? How did he end up in the team? It doesn't make any sense because he's just so average at the IPL level, let alone at international level. But I'm sure they 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 seem to have moved on from him now, so maybe a bit better. Where where did that come from? That was such a random rant. I love that. I was just like, that's talking about SRH. Yeah, cool. I was just looking at my other screen, and then all of a sudden, why the hell was Kedar in that team? He's our latest right. hate figure. Yeah, yeah. Add into the add into the list, the ever growing list. Um, but yeah, I'm gutted. I liked SRH at the start of the season and they just, they're going to have to do a carbon copy last season to get in. And I just, I don't see it just yet. I don't see it just yet. They had to, it's not that super over win. You're like, okay, yeah, cool. You beat Delhi. We need to talk about that super over because it is symptomatic of so much that's awful about Sunrise, which we've all said from the beginning, there's loads of talent there. They could be a good team. But to do that, they need to get the decision-making right from the beginning. They need to have a plan. Pick which overseas players you're going to go with and why. Pick which opening partnership you're going to go with and have a plan. They've never figured it out in the year that we've been doing this. It started to become infuriating. Just sort it out. And then they go into the Super Over where, fair enough, Kane Williamson have been excellent uh, in the game itself. Okay, I've got I've got the, the, the bit of the scorecard that I sent to the Rainstop Play group chat because I was fuming about this decision at the time. <laughs> They just they just about got themselves to a super over, which they didn't really deserve to be there, to be honest. But they got they got away with it. David Warner scored six off eight balls, Besto thirty-eight off eighteen, and Kane Williamson sixty-six off fifty-one. And the decision was made by whoever is responsible for this. I'm gonna blame Warner because we don't like David Warner mm. and he's Australian. Good choice. And therefore I will blame him. But whoever is responsible for this decision to send Warner and Williamson back out, even though Williamson was knackered. And leave Johnny sitting there. And there's a great photo of Johnny Bairstow's face as he watches that super over. Where, by the, by the way, David Warner plays two dot balls off his first two deliveries. <laughs> and they end up with about seven. And then even worse than that, Delhi end up taking the super over by one run. Because David Warner ran two but didn't put his bat across the line. So they lost a run for that. So Warner can't make a decision. He can't bat in the regular innings. And then he can't even make a run in the super over. So... so... <laughs> The decision making is horrific throughout, and that's why they're going to be terrible. Mm. It sums it up perfect, isn't it? That that was a great summation of that super over will because that was just 
carnage from them. Kane Williamson looked like he'd been in a bath. He was dripping wet. And he'd, the only reason he got to where he got to, I mean, what, what did you say he got? It was 66 off 51, 51. right? 129 strike rate. Great. But he was just holding that innings together, right? Because look at the wickets that fell beneath him. So it wasn't like he was like nailing the ball out of the park and was going at 200, was it? He did a Kane Williamson job, which is not going to be effective over one over. Maybe because Axar Patel was bowling and they, they saw the number he had on Bears, though, and were like, mate, Trevor Bayes was like, no, we can't put him through that again, guys. Uh, that's That won't be good for his mental health. Let's leave him there because <laughs> it would have been awful. So, yeah, that's 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 the end of Sunrisers, I think. I, I don't want to talk about them. Even on the next part, I don't want to talk about them too much. They, they really wind me up. They had a really rubbish auction and we didn't want to talk about them. We then we then turned and went, yeah, they'll be good. They'll be great. And then, and then now they're winding us all up again. Uh, that will about wrap it up then, boys, I think. We've got enough anger on this part. Lots of lots of anger against random people. Um, <laughs> before we leave, and again, this will be irrelevant because the game will be done by the time you guys are listening to this. Delhi, oh my gosh, what's going on with Delhi, man? Storing is 22 off 17. They've both got it above 100, their strike rate now. They need 12 runs and over by the look of it. No chance, right? It's it's like they've decided that bowling points are a thing in in the IPL or something that they need to not get all out. They've just decided they're not going to get 171. Oh, but they just need to, yeah, not Stoy- get oh, out. No. Stoyness is gone. Ran down. Oh gosh, that's the saddening things. Harshal Patel, purple cap, purple cap, early early shout for the purple cap. Um, Pants still there though. Pants still there. He could do. He could do anything, right? Okay, cool. That will wrap it up then, boys. Um, will, thank you for joining us. Put that flag back up next week, please. <laughs> I will do. I, I didn't realise until we recorded this podcast how much we all clearly think almost every IPL team is terrible this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that we've just we've just rate, we've just like brutalised every team apart from like CSK. They're all crap. They're all crap. Um, Zach, we'll see you next week. Are you playing cricket this week, by the way? Just just so people can be ready for next week's anecdote. I should be, as long as I'm selected. Oh, that'll be controversial. We can, we come back next week and Zach's not been selected. Um, okay, well, yeah, we'll be back next week for the IPL episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay safe, those in India, and we will speak to you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.